So welcome back to our SBLG podcast. I'm Andrew Lin, your Huntington Beach local expert. And I'm Savannah Corrales, your San Clemente local expert. Excited to be back this week with a new episode of the SBLG podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about our tips and tricks on how you should write a winning competitive offer. Yep. How to write a competitive offer, especially in this market right yes in this whirlwind of a seller's market (laughs) also just wanted to touch really quick don't forget in a couple episodes we are going to be doing solely based uh, buyer q a so if you have any questions that you want us to get to specifically please email us it is podcast at sbluxurygroup.com right and i think we've gotten some good feedback so far so yeah yeah so we'll save all those questions for a couple episodes in yep All right, so how to write a competitive offer in this whirlwind of a market. So I think there's two ways to compete, right? When we're putting together an offer, one's on price and the other's on terms. So let's talk a little bit about what that means. So price. So highest price, the sellers are going to, you know, obviously a seller's motivation is going to be they want to make the most money possible, but there are other things that go into it like terms, as you said. Your offer will more likely be accepted the higher you offer, but that's not the only thing to consider. Right. So what are some terms that could sway your offer? Even if, let's say I offered 550, but Andrew offered 530 and a better term. Like. Right. So, I mean, that's happened for me. I've, um, buyers, representing the buyers, they, we didn't end up putting in the highest price, but our offer got accepted because we had better terms. So what that means, um, most commonly, the terms are contingencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also fees and who pays what. Um, I feel like this chunk is the most, when you're talking about fees, contingencies, it's the most confusing aspect of it. So to go more in depth, make sure you listen to our one of our previous episodes that talks what the heck is a contingency? Right. <laughs> um, because <clears throat> I had that question as well when I first started real estate right. and was looking into buying a home and everything like that is what is that even? So make sure you listen to that episode because that'll give you a lot more clarification on what it is exactly that we're talking about because we really went in depth on, you know, what is appraisal contingency? What is an inspection contingency? And those are the things that we're really talking about shortening or even removing like a loan contingency to make your offer look that much more competitive so that the seller knows it's going to be a smooth transaction and they're not going to have any hiccups throughout, even though you're maybe offering a little bit of a lower price point. Right. Um, so I think one is, um, I think we mentioned the contingencies in our previous episode. So like if we're able to l- remove the loan contingency, that's a great way to compete against cash offers because your offer basically shows to the seller that you're able to get that loan without any issues. However, not all lenders are able to do that pre-approval and un- uh, underwritten upfront in order to be able to have buyers remove that loan contingency. So we're going to be doing a separate episode solely based on financing, which we'll go into all this, but I yep. want to touch on it really quickly about kind of what is the difference between traditional big bank, B of A, or something like that, and a really competitive lender. And that is what you were saying, possibly removing your loan contingency or shortening it. I've experienced 
plenty of times this year in this hot sellers market where we have too long of a loan contingency and that just really deters offers from getting accepted for the right. sellers because when you're competing against cash offers or people who are using more competitive lenders that make their offers with financing look as good as cash by removing the loan contingency they're more swayed to pick those versus someone who has a 14-day loan contingency where that loan could still fall through and you could back out of it in right. 14 days so I think that's one big way that we've seen um, and being able to compete in that in this market. Because you have to think a seller wants to obviously get the highest price for their house, get the most money that they can. They also want to make sure that it works out well for them. Like whatever they need could be a rent back, which we'll get into that. But their other goal is they want to make sure that it's a smooth escrow process. They don't want to get into mm -hmm. escrow with someone and have it fall out and then put it back on the market. That is a huge deterrent within itself. So when their their agent's going to help them really strategize and pick who is the strongest, not just the highest priced. Right. Um, just for example, um, one of the um, clients I found a place in um, up in LA, we weren't the highest priced offer. Um, there was another offer that was $8,000 more than ours, but they ended up choosing ours because we had better terms. We were able to remove that loan contingency because um, my clients were already fully underwritten. Um, so we were able to compete against cash offers and our terms were just that much better yes. without being the highest price. Let's um, talk a little bit about the rent back like I was talking about before. So what would you do if the seller is looking for a replacement property. So after escrow, they are going to need some time to move their things and find that property. Yeah. So I think we're seeing that sellers are asking for rent back, um, being able to stay in the property a little bit longer after the close of escrow so that they're able to find that replacement property and um, move in. Um, and many times they're also asking for a free rent back mm -hmm. as well too. So staying in the property, uh, for free mm -hmm. while well, they finish up their home search or move which it's very common right now in the seller's market the last escrow that I was in we had a 28 day rent back and everything went smoothly the sellers were very appreciative my clients the buyers did pay for their rent back and offered a lower price point than other offers right and then I've also got um there was one offer or one um, escrow that we did. Uh, the sellers were looking for a 30-day escrow um, because they were moving out of state across um, across the country. And to be a little bit creative and be a little bit more competitive, we offered a short close of escrow of like what? I think it was like 14 days, 15 mm -hmm. days. And then we gave them a two to two additional weeks to still give uh, a free rent back to give them that 30 days that they were looking for, but we were able to close sooner. escrow sooner. And get them to make it look more competitive right. get them their money sooner but also give them the amount of time that they wanted within Correct. that property yeah. let me ask you this did your clients finance the property they did so how did they do 14 days because most traditional banks and stuff like that you're not going to be able to get a 14 right day so um they worked with our one of our lending partners um that already got them fully underwritten up front and they actually only put three and a half percent down which is that's amazing yeah yeah so buyers just know even if you're putting a lower percentage down you can still be really competitive and have a shorter escrow period and all that type of stuff right and that client is a testament to it yep um, so what are a couple things that we could remove entirely from the transaction that could are a little bit of a lower price point to yeah. and um 
give a seller an initiative to choose their offer? So I think that would come to some of the fees that are involved or some of the other terms. So one could be the termite inspection, not including that in uh, the offer, because then that just goes to show, if you include it, it uh, goes to show to the seller that you may be asking for repairs or asking them to fix it. Um, just because you don't include it, doesn't mean that you can't ask for a repair or credit later on mm -hmm. um, and that you can't do it. The termite inspection is any, like 100, 150 bucks, so it's a pretty minimal cost, mm -hmm. but um, not including that offer in the offer is beneficial for the buyer. Yes, and I've actually worked with some termite companies who come out there and run it up for free because they know if there's termites, they're going to get the money from doing the termite work. Right. So not a big cost there, but it is nice removing that from the transaction, the RPA, your offer, because as Andrew said, it doesn't mean that you can't ask for repairs. Yeah, You're and just, that you can't do it. It's yeah. part of, as a buyer, it's part of your due diligence. You can still do these inspections, but not including it in the offer is, is, makes it better, yeah. look better. And then another thing would be, most commonly sellers are to pay for a buyer's first year of their home warranty. Yeah. So removing that cost, it's around four to six hundred dollars, depending on what the warranty plan is, which is, I mean, still four hundred to six hundred bucks. But you're not going, you know, twenty thousand dollars over list. It's these little things that can really make a big difference in an offer because sellers want to look at if they have a good agent, they want to look at everything to make sure that it's really smooth. Yeah. And then I think the other aspect is also looking at putting a higher deposit. A uh, typical deposit, earnest money deposit, is usually 3%. Mm -hmm. But um, you could do an increased deposit, a second deposit of... To make sure they know that you're serious. Right. But bare minimum, 3% deposit. Yeah. It's not as common, but that's one way mm -hmm. of um, making the offer look a little bit more enticing as well, too. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other aspect is also showing strong financials. So including bank statements or proof of funds with the offer. Yes. Um, Always include your proof of funds and your pre-approval letter or your underwritten letter with your offer that your agent will be submitting. Yeah. So that it's all packaged very nicely. And if you have good terms, then the seller wants to pick you and you're just ready to go. Yeah. They don't need anything else from you. And then I think on top of that, uh, with the pre-approval, underwritten pre-approval letter, I think is also having the lender call the listing agent um, mm. to vouch that you as a buyer are very strong. Yeah, there's a, there's a common theme here. A lot of most buyers do finance their properties mm -hmm. unless you're paying with cash. Um, but if you're financing in this market, you need someone to vouch for you and that's going to be competitive. Right. So you need a good lender. And it's just creating more certainty for the sellers that you'll be able to close on time, even uh, early even. Um, that your loan is going to go through. There's not going to be any issues with it. Yeah. So having that lender actually personally call the owners or their agent and explain to them and vouch for the buyers is huge. Yeah. And not all lenders do that. No, so, there's but... definitely my clients. Um, lender that we work closely with called the agent after we submitted her offer and I heard back from her and she was like no one has ever done that before and they ended up getting accepted yeah um, and then I think a lot of this um, when you work with your agent um, I think it's important to do a buyer consultation buyer strategy session um, so that they can help you understand what um, a little bit more what it means to put in a competitive offer because it will de vary depending on the property as well as the seller 
Um, and depending on you and your financial situation right. as well, how much you can offer over a list, if you can offer anything over a list, you know, finding out based on comps with your agent, what exact price point you should put, what competitive terms you can do, how much you can lower your loan contingency and all that jazz is going to differ person to person. So making sure that your agent can do a strategy session with you for each offer that you put in is extremely important. Yep, for sure. Because not all deals are the same. Yes. No deal is the same. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I think to recap, we went over a little bit about how to compete. Yeah. Price and terms. Uh, Price, of course. Of course, it's, you know, sellers want the highest price. But now you know that's not all that they consider. And there are other ways to compete other than going crazy amounts over list price. Right. So it's either shortening or removing some of the contingencies, uh, offering a rent back. Working with a competitive lender. Right. And then maybe seeing um, if you can cover some of the fees, um, like home warranty or whatnot, which is a minimal cost, but that um, goes to show that you are serious. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, you can find us at, what's your IG? My IG is Savannah Corrales on Instagram and also Facebook as well. And what about you? And I'm Andrew Lynn Holmes on IG and Facebook. And you can find the team at SB Luxury Group on Instagram and sbluxurygroup.com. We're excited to see you next time. Again, if you have any questions, please email them into our podcast at sbluxurygroup.com email. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. See you next time.